All right, guys, today we are going to talk about these three buckets. So we're going to talk about things that we're interested in, things we're committed to, and things that are a part of our identity. And this was a working concept for me. And sometimes I use the podcast to uh, work my way through uh, things mentally. And I hope you guys are okay with that. But, you know, the end of the podcast, I think I get a lot more clarity and give a lot more clarity to you guys and maybe how you can use this framework. But I want to share kind of what I did up front so that you guys can maybe have the right mental framework going into this podcast. Uh, For me, I basically took a legal pad, I turned it sideways, and I created three columns. And in the left column, I put interested in, in the center column, I put committed to, and in the right column, I put a part of my identity. And I also then kind of drew a horizontal line up top. I put kind of where I'm at right now, right? Like these are things I'm currently interested in things I'm studying, reading books about, um, you know, watching like viewing, right. That could be TV shows that could be sports, whatever. Right. And then the next bucket is things that I'm currently committed to. And then on the right, it's things that I feel are a part of my identity. And then on the bottom of the page, I just put kind of one thing that I'm taking from my interested pile and moving into my committed pile and things I'm taking from my committed pile and moving into my identity pile. And then that becomes my focus. So for me, it's two things, right? And I hope that you guys can kind of listen to this uh, and hear the framework around it. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. But that was my kind of action from this. And if you guys want to do it, I thought it was a very worthwhile activity for me to start to very visually and very clearly see and bucket these are interests. They're not things I'm committed to. These are things that I am committed to that I'm working on really hard right now. And then these are the things that are a part of my identity. And then thinking really hard about the one thing I want to move from committed to, to my identity, or in this case, our identity. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on today? We are going to be talking a little bit about commitment. And, you know, really this came up, uh, there was a a really good RP strength article that uh, got posted and, you know, they're, they're an interesting group and they've done some really cool things to kind of, I think, advance, uh, people's opportunity and ease, ease of access to some, you know, base level, really good kind of strength programming, nutrition programming and all that stuff. So they're a good follow, uh, if you guys don't already, you know, they, they posted something that said, um, you know, there is a difference between interested and committed. And if you're interested, you're going to do it when it's easy. And when you're committed, you're going to do it no matter what. And I sat and I thought about this for a while and I actually saved the post and, um, you know, printed it out, put it over here on my desk and just kind of have been looking at it and been thinking about it more and more and more and in different contexts, not just in the context of, you know, health and fitness, because that's obviously how they mean it, right? They're, they're talking about if you're committed to going to the gym or if you're committed to eating healthy, um, you know, you're going to do it no matter what. And if you're just interested in it, you're just going to do it when it's easy. And obviously like I find that to be a hundred percent true. Um, you know, a lot of people join the gym and you know, one of the big questions we try to ask now is, is this basically is like, you know, how committed would you say you are to actually making these changes? And, you know, it's really interesting to me, you know, most people are, oh, look, I'm super committed. I'm ready. Right. And then, you know, their actions maybe don't, don't necessarily meet that. And 
you know, it, it kind of ties in with uh, another picture I saw the other day, which was, uh, you know, a, a big line that said, you know, people who want to win. And then, you know, and there's a thousand people in that line. And then there's a line next to it that's empty. And you guys have probably seen this meme before, right? Different signs. And it says doing the hard things that it requires to win. And it was empty. And I find this to be really true. You know, I don't know what's kind of happened in our society. I think it's, it's really easy for, you know, these motivational, you know, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, maybe even books or audiobooks. Um, you know, that stuff is selling so well right now. And I know because, you know, if, if I do get on any social media or if I do, you know, get on YouTube, that stuff just is bombarding me. And you see it with just millions and millions of views on any of these, you know, Lewis Howes or, um, you know, similar type of, of podcasts and videos. And I think that that's a, an interesting kind of thought process to go down for yourself is to think about why so many people are interested in being motivated, why so many people are interested in winning and being successful and, you know, getting in shape and, you know, being financially healthy, being actually healthy, eating well, looking the way they want to, being filled with confidence. And so many people are interested in consuming the content of that, but not as many people are actually, you know, accomplishing those tasks, right. Are doing those things are, you know, the, um, I, years ago I got really into, you know, real estate and real estate investing. And, and I think about this stuff now as did I actually just get caught in an algorithm or was I like actually interested in it? Right. Um, and that's an interesting mental thought process to play yourself through is, are you actually interested in the things that you're interested in? Do you actually believe what you think you believe or have you just been caught in an algorithm for long enough and seen enough of the same sort of baiting uh, into these things that you've actually started to like seep it into your subconscious? Um, and so that was something I was actually thinking about Jack's seminar uh, last last week, uh, which was an awesome seminar. And thank you guys uh, who did come. And I know a lot of you guys who listen to the podcast um, have come to that in the past, but um, always a really good refresher to kind of leave and sit in your empty car and not listen to music and not listen to podcasts and just kind of uh, think about stuff for a while, but that, you know, the, the real estate world, I got, I got interested into this, um, and, you know, got interested in real estate investing and started to watch all these videos and got super motivated and researched and did all this stuff and ended up buying some rentals. And I've had them now for, you know, five, six years. And, um, you know, and it's, it's funny to see how, you know, interested, I was and, you know, committed for a short period of time. And, and then, you know, just kind of seeing how, how time tests that. Right. And, you know, there are things that have been time tested in my life, obviously health and fitness and working out and eating healthy and all those things that have been time tested that I have stood true on my commitment to relationships, friendships, some of those things. And then there are a lot of these fleeting interests, right? These things that I was really interested in, super, you know, invested in and studied and listened to hours of podcasts and read a hundred books and did all these different things and was really interested and really committed for a short period of time. But, you know, when push comes to sub, you know, real estate is, is not something uh, that I am committed to, right? It's not something that I'm going to you know, continue, I guess, to spend a lot of time in and continue to make a, uh, you know, priority in my life. 
but you know, I got caught in these algorithms and now the algorithm still kind of wants me to, wants me to be interested in it. So they'll still recommend videos. They'll still recommend these channels and these different things that are always talking about real estate stuff. And, you know, it's fun to listen to for a little bit, but after a while, you know, you've sort of, I guess, read what you can read. You kind of have the knowledge and, you know, then it's just a question of commitment and action in, you know, in perpetuity. And this is really true when we start to think about then, you know, motivation generally. How are we looking at the things that we are actually committed to? And, you know, when you come in and step into a new arena, you know, you have sort of these like eras, you have this honeymoon phase of, oh my gosh, I found this new thing, right? I found CrossFit or I found, you know, this new diet. I found intermittent fasting and, and then you try it and you're super interested in it. And you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing it. And you're actually in that committed boat of you are doing it no matter what. Like you are committed to it in this short term. And you're not just doing it when it's easy, right? You're making it a priority. You're shifting your focus and you're doing these things. And that's kind of that honeymoon phase. That's like the first three, six, maybe one year, uh, three, six months, one year uh, time frame of a new endeavor that you're interested in. And then that kind of honeymoon phase wears off, right? And that was similar for me with like real estate investing stuff where um, that honeymoon phase kind of wears off, right? You don't spend as much time. You've sort of, there's the information just seems like it's just on repeat, right? It's just like the same stuff over and over again. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this, right? I know this, right? Give me something new. Give me something new. And what that's actually doing is really just testing your commitment because all of this stuff, Everything, really everything in the entire world is way easier, way simpler than anybody ever makes it out to be. Nothing really is actually hard if you're committed to it for longer than three to six months or longer than a year or longer than two years. If you're really committed to something for 10 years where you spend even just an hour a day, on that thing for 10 straight years, it will be so easy to you. It will come so naturally. It will be such a habit. It will go beyond commitment. It will just be a part of your identity. It will be who you are or a part of who you are. And I think if we started to look at things kind of in these buckets, right, of there's interested, there's committed, And then there's things that are a part of my identity. I think that that would help provide clarification. I think that we could actually fix our language around the things that we take on, right? Like I'm interested in learning a musical instrument. I would like love to learn piano. I'm interested in learning a second language. I would love to learn Italian or Spanish and be fluent at it. I'm interested in pickleball and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and basketball and soccer. And I, I like to dabble in these things. I'm interested in that, but I don't conflate that with I'm committed to because I'm not committed to any of those. And the reason I know that and the reason I pay attention to this is I have surrounded myself with a culture of people who are fit, right? Of uh, this culture, but also like my home culture, the things that I hang up, the things that I keep on my desk, the things that I force myself into seeing every day, the backdrop of my phone, all of these different things. They're all little tools in my toolkit to help keep me focused on what is my identity? What am I beyond just interested in? 
And if you can keep that focus, if you can make your environment, make the people you surround yourself with, make your culture a part of your identity, then it makes that really easy, right? So let's do an example. Let's say I was committed to learning the piano. Well, how would I do that? I would put a piano in my office. I would have a piano at work or like a keyboard. I would subscribe to a bunch of piano podcasts. I would subscribe to a bunch of piano YouTube pages. I would listen to the piano when I'm driving in my car. And probably most importantly, I would hang out with people all day who were great at playing the piano and who had made playing the piano a part of their identity for like two plus decades. And I would watch them and I would ask them questions and I would try to emulate their actions. And I would think about what are they great at and how can I become great at that? And I would ask them that stuff all the time. What is the secret? How do I do this? And just constantly be ingrained in that. And if you do that, if you align your home environment, your work environment, your driving to and from environment, your going out for a walk environment, the relationships and the people you surround yourself with, if you put yourself into those environments, it will become a part of your identity. You'll go beyond committed and you will actually get to the place where you can become excellent. And as I started to look at this, I thought, you know, the post is a little incomplete because it doesn't give a time frame. When you are interested, you do it when it's easy. When you're committed, you do it no matter what. For how long? I've known thousands of people who were super committed to whatever, fitness, CrossFit, competing, right? Whatever it is for three, four years, exceptional top 1% of 1% of all athletes. And then if you catch up with them now, they don't even work out. So were they committed? Mm, I don't know, right? Maybe for this short period of time, they were actually just interested. And it satisfied a need in their life at that moment, but they weren't really committed and they weren't definitely not a part of their identity. And I know this now I watch, you know, a lot of other gym owners. I was actually having this conversation with somebody the other day where they couldn't believe that people own gyms and weren't fit. You know, if you, they, they see, you know, me and they see Maria and they see the coaches even just generally at friendship are committed to a life of health and well-being. for most of us, all of us, it's an identity. We exercise, not a question. We eat as healthy as we can, obviously, with some exceptions, right? Like we're never going to be perfect. We do our best. But that's a part of our identity. It's what we're working on. It's how we organize our days. It's how we organize our lives. It's how we organize our family structures. It's the communication we have. It's what we surround ourselves with. It's the podcast we listen to. It's what we do. And there are people who own gyms that are very similar to ours in terms of their, their practice of exercises with owners who don't work out where it's not a part of their identity. They don't try to eat healthy. You know, they do drink a lot of alcohol. They do do these things. It's just not a part of who they are. And for me, that always sound, felt 
somewhat hypocritical. Like I never really understood that. That doesn't compute with me because to make something your life's work, to be truly committed to it, to make it a part of your identity, I think that you have to live it. I think that you have to be able to think about how you surround yourself with your own education, your own environment, your own culture. And you have to be somebody who is leading from the front. Like you have to be able to show people like this is that. So if I'm playing the piano, just take it as a, take it as a, you know, to use this analogy, if you walk into this piano culture with all of these world-class pianists and all these students who are, you know, 12 years old and they're phenoms and they're amazing. And then you see all the instructors and they're incredible and they're like the amazing instructing. And then you met the person who owned that business and they're like, oh yeah, no, I can't play the piano. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> how do you, how did you even do this? How is this even possible? It would be confusing, right? Like, of course, in some way, that person is going to be ingrained in this piano culture. And so, you know, I think that this kind of thought process of, of what do we actually really want to be a part of our identity? Obviously for me, I think that the number one piece or a number one piece of your identity, first and foremost, should be your relationships, your family, the people that you love, because I think that that kind of meets that base level need of, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we really need community. We need personal contact. We need people to love and support us. Like that's first, that's, that's the number one piece of your identity, right? It has to be something around relationships. And then I think the second most is your mental and physical health, right? Because I think if those are not those, you know, three things, mental health, physical health relationships, those three things are not aligned. No matter what else you do, no matter what task you're trying to take on, even if you're trying to learn something and do all this, you are going to be just a percentage of what you could be. You're just going to be operating at 70%. So let's say you want to be, you know, Elon Musk. This has actually came up a while ago. There's a picture of him with a boat with his shirt off and he looked like shit, right? And everyone kind of got on him about it. And like, he kind of became this meme. And he even admittedly, the first thing he says, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I really do have to start taking my, my you know, physical health more seriously because that's, you know, this is a wake up call to me. And I think he understands that if he's not operating at peak mental and physical condition, then he's going to run out of energy for, you know, running SpaceX or running Tesla or running whatever he wants to do moving forward in the future. He's not going to be operating at peak capacity. He's not going to be able to work as long of hours. He's not going to be able to stay focused as long. All this other stuff's going to come from that. And so I believe it should just be like natural that a part of our identities are what we eat, how we move our body, how our body functions, what are, what are we capable of, who do we love? How do we spend our time? How do we work on our communication with those people? And how do we receive and give love? That is, should be, I believe, a part of our identity. So for me, as a leader in trying to help people get closer to that, right? That's what, it, that's what we're doing at Friendship, right? We're trying to help people get closer to those three things. Build great relationships, be around people who are full of love, who give love, who take love, who have love in their lives be supporting of that, show people how to do that and have those conversations, right? And I hope that you guys feel like loved, right? When you communicate with me or Maria with the coaches, like you feel that these people care about you and they've got great relationships in their lives. And then, you know, the physical mental well-being. So what are we eating? How are we moving? What's our exercise habits? Like what are our non-negotiables? All these things. We are trying our best to make sure that we embody that and show you the way and help people do that. And so 
I have to have that as a part of my identity. That is me. And that's because I want to show people I want to be the greatest. I want to be the best at showing people how to do that. And now I'm not as good as a lot of these people who spend their time, really they're marketers, right? They're out there doing podcasts and interviews and YouTube videos and all this stuff on, you know, these motivational techniques, right? These, these things that are, you know, these one minute TikTok clips. I was having this conversation with Jack is, you know, everyone wants to boil Warren Buffett down to one quote, or they want to boil, you know, Lewis houses, like tries to get people down to this, like one TikTok clip, this one 30 second thing, whether it's, you know, Matthew McConaughey, I watched him on there recently. Um, you know, or whatever guests they have on, they try to boil it down to one idea. And it's like, you can't boil your identity down to one idea. Like if you were to talk to me about this, it's like I've spent years, like 15 years, you know, doing 300 workouts a year, working my best on nutrition 85% of the time and teaching other people that and building coaching staffs to help teach other people that and building systems to teach other people that like it has been a part of my identity. You can't roll all of that into one sentence or one, one minute clip or even a podcast. It just isn't going to encapsulate what it takes to do that. And so as you guys are, are kind of going through your week and thinking about this, think about, you know, what is your identity? What do you want to be your identity? And how have you created a culture in your life? How have you surrounded yourself with the people and you know the, the environment in your office, in your home, at work, every day? How do you surround yourself in these environments to make sure that you are really, truly committed to making something that you want to be a part of your identity, a part of your identity? How do you make sure that you are the best at it, that you truly are committed? And then just use the right language. It's okay to sit in my office and say, you know, I'm really interested in learning more about health and fitness. I don't know much. I want to get better. I want to improve, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in learning more about how to lose weight. I'm interested more about, you know, learning how to eat better or how to exercise harder or whatever. Right. I'm interested in that. And then it's okay. Three to six months later saying, you know what? Like I've kind of lost interest in this. I'm not interested in it anymore. And I'm going to check some other things out. Now I'm interested in whatever, right? That's okay to say. And that's probably the right language, right? And once you've established that position where you do decide, like, I'm going to move on, that's fine. But then you have to go back to that thing. It's like, you can't expect to win. You can't expect to look and feel the way that you want to if you're not going to make health and fitness a part of your identity. You just can't. You can't sit over there in the, the goals line or in the wannabe winners line and not be willing to do the work that requires to get there. And that's this weird mind virus, I think, that has captured people with all of this motivational technique is they watch these really successful people all day and they listen to them all day and they have them in front of them in TikTok and they follow games athletes and they follow sports athletes and they follow these 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% people. I mean, truly the elite of the elite, right? The top 1% net worth in whatever industry you're talking about. And when you watch these people, you're getting these 
snapshot highlights kind of their their social media brand right it's their it's their instagram version of whatever they've built their identity around it's never going to encapsulate the real work it takes because that stuff to them like what it takes to to run a gym for me now it's like it doesn't even make sense to talk about like how I program, I don't even, I don't even know if I can explain it. It's just a part of my identity. I just do it and it makes sense to me. And like doing a full podcast to download my brain on, on how to do it. It like almost doesn't even make sense. Like I can't necessarily explain it because it's just a part of what I've done every single week for 15 years, 17 years, really longer. And, and so, you know, that's, that's, I think the thing that's, that's messing people up is they, they see this hour clip and they get super interested and they get super motivated for that short term for that one week or that two weeks or that, you know, six months or one year or whatever. And they read everything and they listen to everything. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I, I read and I listened to everything. I know everything that there is to know about whatever. Right. And then what they don't realize though is like, okay, great. Like knowledge means nothing. Knowledge now, knowledge is worth a dime, right? Knowledge is literally worth less than it's ever been right now because it's all free. It's all instantly accessible. You can download any book ever written and begin listening to it within 20 seconds. I literally did this yesterday with Audible. Heard about a book, downloaded it, started listening to it. Shut off the podcast I was listening to. I was under 30 seconds to start doing that. When we are there then the game of knowledge is over, right? Same thing. Like I was asking uh, chat GBT questions the other day. Like the game of knowledge is over. Knowledge is no longer the issue. The issue is entirely around mindset and action and understanding what it truly means to be committed and understanding what it truly means to make something a part of your identity. And if it's something that's really important, that should be important to you, right? That should be a pursuit that you are on constantly. And this is where I struggle sometimes with just our general societal layout is some of these things, really health, fitness, nutrition, relationships, like some of this stuff, you can ingrain in the identity of a child, right? Like you can ingrain in the identity of a child how to eat healthy, how to exercise. And we can teach them all there is to know by the time they're like 14 or 15. And we've done this. We've seen it. And the kids then who are truly committed, who stick with it, when you see them, when you watch them in the gym, when you have communications, stuff is second nature that is really hard for other people. Like just eating healthy is just a part of their identity. It's just what they do. They don't even think about it. They wake up and they eat the same foods or they eat healthy foods. They eat just from a, a list of foods that they eat is just all healthy because it has been forever and that's just what they do and that's how they eat. But that's so hard for people who they're 40 and they've never thought about eating healthy. It hasn't ever been taught to them and they don't identify with any healthy foods at all or any healthy habits at all. And they have to teach themselves this stuff from scratch. And that's what makes me really angry about just the general societal layout we have is we're spending time trying to build like education into these kids' lives about stuff that they don't need to have as a part of their identity. They don't. 
You don't need math to be a part of your identity right now. You need to be interested in it in a short period of time enough to learn the general basics and then you can move on. But you don't need to be committed to math. You don't need to be committed to, you know, history even. And that's as a history major. Like, I think that uh, commitment to it to a degree is worthwhile. But now, like, where we're at with this, it's, it's so easy to learn whatever you want to learn in those fields immediately when you actually need it. It's like, if I want to learn programming now, I literally can just ask ChatGPT to help me write scripts and code and then show me and actually tell me when I'm programming something, building a new website and asking for, um, you know, new scripts for the website stuff. It can actually tell me where I was wrong and how to fix it and then give me the right script. And so I don't even need to build my identity around some of these things are really challenging anymore. But ChatGPT can't help you go into the kitchen and make the right choices. And so I think we're just, we're spending our time building identity around things that are not important. And we are overlooking and skipping the things that are really important and need to be a part of our identity. And by part of our identity, I mean like some subconscious action happens. That's what I mean. If something's a part of your identity, you subconsciously do it well. So you've met people like this. You've met people who, Maria is a great example of this. Maria is subconsciously great at building relationships. It's like just who she is. She is just subconsciously great at it. She doesn't need to like read books. She doesn't need to work on it. She doesn't need to change things. Just very naturally, she is comfortable with people and she builds comfort with people and she reads people's natural body language and everything. She reads it really well and then she adjusts herself and her communication to that really well. And I've been able to watch that and see that. And it's just a part of her identity. She's very personable. And so subconsciously, she's able to take the actions needed to help build good relationships, right? Um, That's just kind of an example, right? Subconsciously, I'm able to make good decisions with exercise. I don't need to think about it. It's not, doesn't take up brain power for me. I don't need to go and read and study. Like subconsciously, it's a part of my identity now. So subconsciously, I make the right actions. And so you can think about this, like subconsciously, what are actions that you are great at? What are actions that are a part of your identity? And how are we working towards that? And so like, that's, that's where we need to think about is what are things that, you know, if you think about yourself when you're 50 or 60 or 70, where you're just like, you know what? Like, like Forrest Gump, like that's just one less thing I have to worry about anymore. That's where we want to get to with stuff. Like, I think that's where we want to be with our nutrition. I think that's where we want to be with our health and fitness. I think it's where we want to be with our relationships. Like, I just want to have good relationships. Yeah, there are things that we can do subconsciously to take actions that will help with that. Subconsciously, you can be more grateful and share more gratitude with people. You can write more thank you letters. You can get more gifts. Like subconsciously, there's a lot of stuff that from an action perspective, you can start to build into your habit and identity that takes work. But people who have great relationships and are really good at that stuff, they do it very naturally. It's just a part of who they are. It's a part of what they do. So kind of be thinking about this. Like I I want you guys to play around with the idea of things that you're interested in. I've actually gotten back into, uh, I've been crushing legal pads lately. I've been getting back into, for me, that's journaling. I just, I just start writing on legal pads and just ripping pages, ripping pages and just like stacking into ideas. Right. And it's been something for me that's really helpful because it really shows me these are things I'm interested in. These are things that I'm committed to. And then this is a part of my identity. 
And I'm trying to shift the important things into a part of my identity. And I'm trying to shift the things that I want to work there from that interested pile to that committed pile. And the only difference then is from interested to committed is not just the you do it no matter what versus you do it when it's easy. But it's also that you like block out non-negotiable time to start making those actions a part of your identity, right? You have to start thinking about when something's a part of your identity. Like if you guys found out that like I just stopped working out for two months, you'd be like, whoa, that's weird. I haven't seen Jeff in a class. I haven't seen Jeff work out in, in two months. And I told you, oh yeah, no, I just stopped working out. You'd be like, what the fuck? That's crazy. That's weird, right? You would think that that's so bizarre because it's part of my identity. But there are all kinds of people that just stop working out for two months. See, the vast majority of Americans just stop working out for two months all the time. And it's just not weird. Like that's, part, that's a normal part of society. It happens to everybody. I have conversations every day where that happens to people. And that's what we want to, I want to start thinking about. Or that's the framework that I'm starting to think about things is how do I block off time just like I do for exercise? How do I start to block off time to move things into my identity that I want to be a part of my character, that I want to be a part of my identity, where you would also be like, you know, Jeff hasn't given me a hug, a gift, or written a thank you card, or told me he loved me in the last two months. That's weird. Like, you'd be, okay. And that might not be right. Then, so for me, it's like, okay, I've got some work to do. I need to be better in my relationships. And... I want that to be a part of my identity. I want it to be weird. Like if I haven't given you a hug in two months, right? I want that to feel weird. I want to be like, it wants you to feel disconnected to me because I'm doing something that's out of character for me. So for a lot of us, this is still going to be fitness, nutrition. It's still going to be exercise. It's still maybe going to be relationships or, um, you know, whatever it might be, whatever you're interested in, whatever habits or whatever, you know, um, I guess hobbies, maybe even that you're still putting into that interested pile. Understand if they're interested, it's great to be interested in lots of things. Like I think it's super important to be interested in all kinds of stuff, right? Try new sports, test new things, you know, pick up mountain biking for a season, pick up pickleball for the season. Like just get interested in stuff. That's fine. That doesn't mean that you need to make it. You don't need to be committed to that stuff. You don't need to make it a part of your identity. Like it's totally fine. We have people who come to the gym and like they just dabble, right? They, they're runners. That's a part of their identity. But they come to the gym to lift and be healthy and they're just interested in that for now. And it's a healthy tangential to what they do. And I've been interested in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? It's not like you have to be like, oh man, I'm like fully committed. Like that's what I do now is I'm like five days a week forever. Like it's okay, just be interested to go, you know, once a month. Like rock climbing, we just didn't. I'm going to get back into being interested in rock climbing because I loved it. I had so much fun going and I want to do more of it. And I think there were a lot of people that were into that boat. So anyway, we're getting a little long, so I'm going to cut this one off. Uh, but I just thought this was a, new, a really interesting topic and I hope that my framework um, around this, I'll actually post the link in the comments so you guys can kind of read it. Um, but I hope that this framework uh, of three tiers instead of two tiers is helpful, right? And understanding that we can be interested in lots of stuff and that's kind of short term. And when I think about interested, I think about it as we are not subconsciously doing any actions. We have to consciously take action. So that's kind of the difference, right? When we're committed We've built it into like our general habit framework. So we're starting to do things subconsciously, 
but we still maybe have to work for it, right? So we maybe subconsciously are coming to the gym four times a week, but maybe consciously we still have to think about eating healthy or going to bed on time or turning off our cell phones, you know, an hour before bed or stretching or whatever it is. So we're maybe halfway there. Like we're committed to one portion of it, but we could do other things better. And then when something's your identity, it means that all of the actions that are required to be a, let's say, healthy person are just subconscious for you. Like you just do them naturally, right? You go for walks, you get sunlight outside, you sleep nine hours a night, you exercise five times a week with intensity or four times a week with intensity. Um, you try new things, you know, you're, you're committed to getting the right amount of protein, the right amount of carbs, the right amount of fats. Like those things happen subconsciously for you as actions without having to put a lot of like effort into it. Um, so that's kind of the, the three tiers there. And I hope that this helps you. And uh, if you guys are interested, again, like if you guys are new to this journey, if you're listening to this podcast and you and you guys are like, oh man, like I'm just very, I'm like in my first couple months here at Friendship, and I'm just interested. Um, that's great. Like I, I hope that you guys are diving into, you know, maybe the podcast or diving into more information. You know, there's great YouTube channels out there. There's great Instagram people to follow um, to get more interested but then have that understanding of what it really means to be committed to something and start shifting your framework into, you know, if I want to be committed, I need to start taking these actions. I need to start, you know, emulating these things from the people who are achieving what I want to achieve. And, you know, people who maybe aren't walking that way, they might be getting in the way and they might be you know, something that's detrimental to making something a part of your identity. It's really hard to have people in your life. So same thing. Let's say I want to be a world-class pianist, or if you guys have ever seen a whiplash, he wants to be a world-class drummer. And it's really hard for him. He actually breaks up with his girlfriend. I'm sure you can look up this clip on YouTube, but he breaks up with his girlfriend because it's really hard for him to have somebody in his life who doesn't understand that commitment and doesn't align with that as a part of his identity and he, you know, has sort of, obviously it's a Hollywood dramatized breakup, but you know, that concept of it's really hard. If you say, I want to be committed to a life of health and well-being, and I want to just look and feel amazing. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be anxious, all these things. And I want to be committed. Like I want that to be a part of my identity because the people who do do that, they look so happy. And they look so vibrant and they have so much energy. And I love that. And I want that to be me. I want to, I want to be that person who has that vibrancy, that energy. I want people to feel that when they're around me. If that's kind of what you want, it's really hard to have people in your life who are energy vampires, who are sucking it away from you all the time. And who are also letting you off the hook when you do things that are you know, against that identity. And so, um, you know, it's all stuff that we are constantly working on here at Friendship and constantly working on through this podcast. And, you know, I, I think for me now, I've got things that I've put over here in my, I'm looking at my, uh, my three tier. I've got my interested pile, I've got my committed pile, and I've got my identity pile. And even some of the shifts and changes in the things that we are doing with the gym this year, with our space, with our environment, these are things that go in line with exactly what I'm talking about right here is I am committed to making and friendships identity the best fitness facility in Columbus. 
right? And I am in control of that. And so when you shift and you say, that's what I want friendship's identity to be. That's what I want people to talk about when they think about us. What are things in the facility right now that are not the best, that are not as good as they could be? Let's start making those better. Because if it's going to be a part of our identity, we have to take action. It has to be something that we are doing immediately. It has to be aggressive. It has to happen right away. We can't ask questions. We can't let things get in our way. It's a, how do we make this happen? Not, can we make this happen? It's not, oh, well, I don't know if we can afford this. It's, how can we afford this? It's, I don't know if we can do this. It's, how can we do this? That is what it means to make something a part of your identity. And I am fully in on that as friendship's identity. That is my identity. That is where we're going to work towards. So that's shifting from the committed to the identity bucket. And that's a shift, right? It's more action. It's harder. It's a doubling down, right? And it's also a longer term view. So uh, things I'm thinking about, things I'm getting aggressive on, and then also just keeping things in the interested pile, that are potentially going to get in the way of that, right? So I'm not going to take on some new thing that I'm interested in if it gets in the way of the things that are over in my committed and identity bucket. You can only take on so many things that are part of your identity. You can only be committed to so much stuff. So sorry I went long today. Hope you guys uh, enjoy this and uh, have a great week.